Let's do it. What do we start? Well, we start the Enemy Slime podcast, of course, episode number 189. I am your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand this podcast. It's, it's true, you do. I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. I like sauce. <laughs> and I have Mr. Trevor Bowles. What's up? Uh, we are, I mean, we're kind of late to the news story on that one, uh, but if, you, if you're out there and you got a taste of that sweet, sweet Szechuan sauce, um, we're thrilled for you, and uh, it's probably going to be the best thing that ever happened to you before you die, and everyone forgets. Someone, someone supposed that we traded up that Szechuan sauce for a car. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> why the fuck not? Um, I was reading the second article about how it proves that nobody is as smart as they think they are, and then it occurred to me that I have no idea why I'm doing this, and it serves no purpose. See, you can't win kind of no matter what here, because you can either say that you that you like the show... Uh, and, and it's like, and, and that makes you, um, you know, like a pompous ass, or you can say that the show's not that good. And that makes you sound like you're, Oh, I look at how smart I am. I knew it wasn't very smart to begin with. The only thing that you can really do to win here is just nothing. Just stay away from it. I, I learned a long time ago that you can love the product and hate the fan base. That's like the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes they make it really hard though. What's what, what do you guys think has terrible fans? What's a piece of media that has awful fans? Um, I can go all day with this. Yeah, everything. My Little Pony isn't little isn't pony. just everybody terrible fans now. I mean, yeah, My I think I think if something if something had, I guess any media that has a group of people that follow it who would identify <laughs> themselves as fans, that's actually probably already gone too far. But th- there are anything that can make people others. care about it is terrible. <laughs> there are, there are some that are much much worse than others, and then there's like a kind of sliding scale. I would say it started with like Sonic the Hedgehog. And then you ended up with, like, My Little Pony. And then you had, like, Steven Universe. And now the latest one is Rick and Morty. Like, there are some fan bases that are just really fucking awful. Um, like, I, I, the Rick and Morty evidence is out there for anyone to show. And then, um, you know, the My Little Pony crowd was super fucking weird. Um, where, you know, it's a, design, it's a show designed for little girls. But then you had a bunch of 30-year-old adults being like, hey, this show is for me. It's not for that fucking six-year-old. Fuck you, six-year-old girl. This show's for me. Uh, Steven Universe is a particularly bad case because there's like um, uh, it, 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 it takes place in this world. You know, a lot of those are like fictional worlds or whatever. And like something like Rick and Morty doesn't tell you where it takes place. We just learned it's like in middle America somewhere. But Steven Universe does like these rough parallels to actual places. Um, and so there's a motel that the characters stayed at once. And um, I guess the motel was actually actually shared the name of a real motel. And Rick and Morty fans, I'm sorry, not Rick and Morty fans, which is also awful. Uh, Steven Universe fans just harassed this fucking motel and its owners and just like blasted its reviews on Google, even though it had nothing to do with anything. And you're like, you know, we're just, we're just going to show this motel is what what. And, um, why, why did it hate them so much? Or they hate it? Th- why did they hate it so much? Uh, just because there is an episode of the show where some dramatic shit happened to the characters there. And they were like, yeah, fuck this motel. Did like a kid get molested in the show? Um, <laughs> yeah. Was, that's not actually was... far off from what Steven Universe is. Because Steven Universe handles some like very serious themes. Um, but in this particular instance, it was um, two characters like in a romantic relationship. And then they split up and they were having like a terrible fight. And it just ruined Steven's entire day um, and his entire family vacation to a bond with his dad. And, um, these girls, the gems or whatever, but, uh, there's actually an episode that deals with consent. So that's like an actual real thing that would happen in Steven universe. Do you guys think we are still at the point where we're getting more good out of the internet than bad? Uh, no, not anymore. It's well, interesting. I, feel like, I, I feel like we've been getting the same level of good out of the internet since maybe around Wikipedia but the bad stuff just keeps piling up. It's interesting to me how, for the most part, we're all on like the same level playing field. Like we all have the same internet, and yet some of us really are not taking advantage of it in the way that we could or should. Um, it's, fu- it's funny because this has been a, a theme for me like the past week. Um, like I studied, uh, communi- uh, studied like media theory and communications and gatekeeping, and so. 
you know, my job, I thought for time would be to be the big executive at CNN or Fox News deciding what you guys get to see. And then I decided that sounded awful and I don't want to do that. But back then, everyone was super optimistic. It was like, oh, man, we have the Internet. Uh, social media is going to be a thing. There's going to be a chance to, like, share ideas across the globe. And everyone's going to have, like, a new way of thinking. <laughs> That's just. I mean, they definitely have that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it really it really backfired. It's uh, reinforced yeah. a really old way of thinking. It's I mean, imagine if I came to your house and I brought you an encyclopedia set. And I set it down in front of you, and I'm like, you can learn anything you want in here. And then the first thing you did was turn it to, like, the page for nipples, which is probably what you did with your encyclopedia anyway. Um, I don't know. It just it feels like a waste. I, I feel like it's more like the first page you turn to is the one on Nazis, and then you tear that page out, and you put it on your wall, and you stare at it every well, night before well, you go I mean, to sleep. Yeah, I mean, the realistic comparison is that you open the encyclopedia and, like, uh, write some really fucked up shit in the back or something. Like, there's, <laughs> I, I don't know. Turn to the entry and, and watch black people friend, are bad. Like, this was written in this encyclopedia, so you know it's true. Yeah, so, yep, that sounds right. Um, but... <laughs> Let me uh, let me let me segue a little bit here because there's uh, there's a, a quick shout out that I want to make on today's podcast. And Please go right ahead. It's to my uh, <laughs> it's to my good friends at uh, Visceral Games, which was uh, shut down today. Um, and uh, so I believe they make the ninth uh, studio uh, that was talented and is has now been killed by electronic arts. So uh, quick shout out to, to them. If you're, if you're keeping track, this would be uh, origin, the studio that created the Ultima and wing commander series uh, Westwood studios, who you might remember from uh, the command and conquer series. Uh you can make a pretty good case for some of these studios are still open, but but are they? Uh, Maxis, the creators of uh, SimCity, and basically all the Will Wright properties that have now completely been ruined and gutted of anything that made them special. Uh, Criterion Games, the people who made Burnout. Um, so long, guys. Good knowing you. Uh, Bullfrog, the people who made Populous, Theme Park, and Syndicate, all of which are excellent games. Um, Balder, or, uh, not Balder, uh, Bioware, uh, still around, but are they? Uh, it's kind of a Frankenstein's monster thing. Uh, Mythic, the Dark Age of Camelot and Warhammer Online people. Uh, Dice, the, uh, once talented studio that now basically just makes some really terrible Battlefield games. Uh, and now Visceral, so that's the... That's the collection there. So uh, all right, everyone, everyone, listen, everyone, listen. We'll right. listen. Did you hear that? Was that a a one key salute? No, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. I I was I was pressing F to pay my respects. Ah, uh, that you. That was the thing he did, and the one that was before this. Uh, the 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 call of, the call of duties. No, I don't think that was it. It was a that's a Call of Duty joke, the, so you wouldn't the duty get it. man's the duty man's. That's what that's one. Uh, anyway, Visceral, of course, best known for the uh, Dead Space series. Uh, they were also working on that Star Wars game that uh, is gone now, so that's not happening yeah. anymore. Uh, I, was that the Amy Hennig that's one? Star Wars, Star Wars, just like yeah, that was the Hennig one. Fuck, dude, that sucks for her. <laughs> she she cannot keep a job, can she? Like she's yeah, and by no fault of her own either. <laughs> yeah, that that blows. Uh, so all right, well, hope they figure that out. Uh, I'm particularly disappointed because I I routinely list uh, Dead Space Two on my list of like best games I can think of. Uh, it, it's one of my absolute. Oh uh, yeah, where where are we supposed to be doing a, a spooky picks? Oh shit, we should we this year? We could. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, are we? That's the thing is, do is there anything left to pick? Yeah, there's plenty. Um, I have been saving Soma, and I'm planning on doing a run through of that in the next couple weeks. because uh, I've just I picked it up in a Steam sale, and I've just been sitting on it forever. So, um, I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about whether or not I have any ideas for uh for some yeah. some spooky shit. 
I might have a couple. Did anyone ever use fair on their spooky list? I don't think so. So that actually could be a good one to include. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting segue into what I wanted to talk about. But before we do, I think we should maybe just hit upon, uh, Michael mentioned this, and I, I already almost forgot about it. Um, we both got a chance to play Cuphead this weekend. Nice. Uh, what's it like, Dark Souls? Uh, it's the hardest game ever made, ever. <laughs> and, we were very big boys for playing it. And we, and we should be applauded as much as possible uh, for playing it. Um, did you guys beat it? No, but <laughs> no. We, we did clear. A, I, I actually I went back and looked at all the things we did after after you left, and like we we did pretty good. Like we actually cleared quite a few things. We covered um, some ground. But having said that, there's still a lot to do, and uh, we'll we'll see. I guess some observations that I have is one: I would not play this game by yourself. Uh, it it seems like co-op. I I don't think that any of the bosses that we took down we could have taken down without co-op. Like I think every time mm-hmm. we we probably resed a ghost at some point. Um, oh yeah. So you you definitely uh, it's even harder if you're by yourself. The game does not seem to get any easier if you're alone. Um, there is a simple difficulty which I've never heard anybody mention before. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. We only well, play regular because we're real men. You can't mention simple difficulty when you're ripping at a new one for being too hard. Come there, on. There is a well. There is you a there is a simple one. So I don't know what that does, but uh, so like um, listen, I I don't I don't know how you expect fair and balanced reporting if I can't just focus in on the singular aspect of the game I want to bitch about. Well, and that's why we played it on regular so that we could really see what everyone was so up in arms about. Um, I think it meant simple in the 1930s parlance so it meant retarded oh yeah like for retarded people so, so that you just hold you just hold right until you get to the end of the level it's just a way to look at this podcast it's Jesus. a it's a way to look at all the art it's it's so you can just see the art in the game he, i mean you guys are joking look but at the colors it's, wasn't that like the easy difficulties in persona 5 and near automata uh i didn't try either of those but yeah th- that's becoming more common where where people put in like a difficulty so that you can just experience the story and not actually have to like play the game. I also um, I also um, bought um, the recent Guilty Gear that was out. I think I mentioned it on our previous podcast. But it also has one of those difficulties where you know you can just set it and you hit a button and you know it'll basically complete a full combo chain for you. Oh well, that's nice of it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to find uh, the differences here. Uh, and, and by the way, I have I had some thoughts. There's a lot of little things that you could do to improve Cuphead, in my opinion. And this might be to like a real fan of Cuphead. This is probably blasphemy, but if they just gave you some fucking way to restore your health, that game could be a lot more, yeah. a lot more fun, uh, and, and a lot more reasonable. The running gun elements would really benefit from doing that. Yeah, and then something else I noticed is we got to a pretty uh pretty like stuffed run and gun level where there's just tons of enemies on screen and on the xbox the game just cannot keep up with it um so if performance is a concern know that it's not 100 percent all the time on the console i'm sure i can't imagine it's a problem on the pc um but but the console couldn't quite keep up with it uh i can't find a good explanation for what exactly simple mode does so hmm um, oh wait, here we go. Simple and regular mode differences. This looks like a website that will play sound, so watch out. Uh, you can't collect souls from the bosses you've defeated. You will not be able to play or progress to the final part of the game. So okay, so if you oh, play simple, you collect can't, souls. You can't beat the game. Well, yeah, you know, you know how every time you beat them, you get the contract. Oh right, right. So I'm guessing it still unlocks the world, but you don't get the contracts that let you actually finish the game. Oh, fuck you, casuals. Guess so. Um, but yeah, that's actually, actually kind of lame, honestly. But I will say, uh, I, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I had a good time with it. Uh, you, you do spend a long time uh, fighting the bosses, and when you do finally beat them, the fights never last more than two minutes. There's not a boss fight we did that the, the run-through was more than two minutes. Um, but it does, it does definitely take some time and some memorization of movesets and... Um, you're, it's not the kind of game where you get really good at it and then you just get put in front of a boss and you're automatically great at it. Like it, it's something where you have to learn, 
you know, what's actually going to be happening. And you'll have to die quite a few times until you uh, get a good sense of what to do. Pretty much each each encounter is an entirely new experience. So, yeah, that's it's hard, but it's uh, it was a pretty good time. Yeah, that was uh, that, that's what I'm getting at is like they're all so wildly different and your strategies have to change so much. Um, but it, it was fun, like figuring that out. Like there was a, a boss who had an attack that it seemed like we just could not dodge that slime. And, yeah. uh, you figured out that we could crouch under it. And so from there we were able, once we kind of got like the hang of that, we were able to take him out. I don't want to say pretty quickly, but like we, we made some pretty big strides in like within another 90 minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we definitely got it. Um, so, so, so do you think it's too hard or do you think it's all okay uh you no know, I'd, I'd say the difficulty is part of the charm yeah but i did comment while we were doing this like if it was my job to have to play through that whole thing i might be a little pissed off too <laughs> um i yeah i was thinking that i was thinking of um you know think of think of like all the shit that gets shoveled onto our plate uh and we don't have to review anything like if we get a bad game we just don't play it um, yeah, but imagine you have to play a bunch of bad ones, and then fucking Cuphead shows up, and you got to do that too. Um, I could definitely see why why that would be an irritant. Um, having said also, that, if I had to play all of it in one day, I think I'd probably be pretty mad by the end. It definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is. Like the point is that it's hard. Like that's the point. And so uh, if you're if you're hitting it for difficulty, I, I think, again, I, th- I think you've missed the point. Like, it's a very intentional and deliberate <clears throat> mode for the game. You are meant to fight these bosses over and over again, as is illustrated by the progress meter. So there's no health meters or anything like that in the game. No, no HP bars or any bullshit like that. Um, all you get is when you die, it will show you how close you were to the end of the level. And uh, that is a huge motivator. Um, that will really keep you going and uh, and keep you hanging in there for, for the different bosses. Um, that sounds kind of like a, um, a temple run thing. A what? And a, a temple run type system. You know, like all the runner games that you get on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Actually, that's not, that's not a bad comparison. Um, but yeah, knowing like that you were just a few hits away from killing them, uh, it almost always gets you to hit that retry button. And uh, yeah, I feel like other enough. I feel like other games could have could have put me through similar paces and just wouldn't have had the trappings enough to make me continue. And mm-hmm. uh, this one really didn't have that problem. I, I don't know how you feel, Michael, but I, I wasn't tired of it by the time we were done. No, I was actually I mean, we spent there had to be at least one or two that we spent. Well, maybe not an hour on, but like maybe, we maybe we, like 45 minutes. Yeah, probably something close to that. And. While we certainly had better runs than others, like I don't think I ever really felt all that frustrated with any of the any of the bosses. We did start shouting a lot when we killed some of them. <laughs> yeah, well. cheering. Yeah, there was. A, we were getting progressively drunker at the same time, uh, especially those frogs. Because by then, and, and that's the thing. Like I said, we really weren't sick of it because we only really quit because Doug got there. Yeah, and uh, and he was really mean to us. Yeah, he he said a lot of hurtful things about our abilities. <laughs> Um, but we, we beat up a boxing frog who turned into a, uh, a desk fan and, um, that was a pretty, I was pretty, and a slot machine. Yeah. The slot machine was the really hard part. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like when he was a slot machine. That's a very common theme with all the bosses. They all turn into stuff. Um, (laughs) for really no, uh, no reason. Yeah. Like there's a gigantic slime and he turns into a tombstone and tries to smash you or these, these two boxing frogs that become a slot machine. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like I don't know the '30s, '40s, '50s cartoons that you know uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense. It, and it fits. Also, also didn't have very vocal, uh, shitty fan bases to go on Google and downvote your motel. I mean, I don't want to make accusations, but clearly the people who didn't like Cuphead just didn't get it because they don't understand the subtle, uh, the subtle undertones that make it really smart. <laughs> uh, Frog turns into a fan. Let's see if we can find a. Bolshevism, come on, man. Let me let me let me, let me put my question like this: Is it more? Is it a very robust game, or is it more just kind of like a boss rush? Uh, I mean, there's a there's a mix. There's like levels where you're uh, where you're doing like a traditional kind of side scroller contra style thing, 
Um, but most of your encounters are just bosses. You're just dropped directly okay. into the screen with a boss, and uh, so your your goal is to I, take I, them out. I don't know about you, Jerry, but I actually thought the bosses were more fun than the run and gun sections. I would completely so, agree with that. The run and gun is actually kind of frustrating. Yeah. This is, this is what I'm getting at, because I, I, I think... Um, like um, Titan Souls, or like No More Heroes. That's like what I would compare Cuphead to. Looking at it, uh, yeah, Ti- I, I, Titan Souls is actually. I've thought Titan Souls several times while playing, especially with the speed in which you can actually kill the bosses. Um, right. There's there's something funny about that. Um, I'm just on the I'm on the Cuphead subreddit right now, trying to see if I can find a uh, controversial statement to to laugh at. And actually, these people seem r- relatively well adjusted. So. <laughs> that's good uh i'm gonna, i'm gonna share this picture because uh and michael maybe no one else will get this but michael will understand 100 percent how frustrating this would be um this guy uh fighting this boss clears it with all his health and then uh <laughs> and then has that happen to him it's shitty anyway did you share something? Oh, there we go. Yeah, give give that a click and see the see the success there. Um, but anyway, uh, that's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucked up. How bad does that suck? Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, the, the art looks great. The music is so good. Uh, yeah, I, I've there were several times where we got up to like get more beer or something like that, and we just left the world map music playing, and it's great. Like, and it just loops, and I never got sick of it. We were dancing and hollering and having a grand there was, old time. Yeah, there was dancing. It's true. So um, uh, anyway, would recommend. It was pretty great. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that. That's the other big new release this week. But obviously, the big big boy is uh, Shadow of War. And uh, for once, like um, it, it's one of those rare occasions where a good chunk of us have actually played it. So uh, I talked a little bit about it last week but I figured we could probably explore a little more. And Trevor, you've probably had the least to say tonight so far. Um, so why don't you lead us off here? How, how are you enjoying your time with Shadow of War? Uh, yeah, pretty good. I, uh, you know, I was saying before, is this game is like an ADD ride for me. It's like I just go into this game and I just start just killing orcs and I just get lost doing that stuff and don't even focus on the story. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I don't, I I can't even follow the story. I don't even know what the hell is going on anyway. So I guess it really doesn't matter to me what's going on in the story. So I have no reason to go forward with it. It's just like there's a spider bitch that stole the ring from you and then you spoiler alert act 2 you get it back and then you start like dominating, you know, orcs and stuff to fight them on your army. It, does anybody know how to like capture the captains or whatever to put them on your army? Because I looked it up and it says like, oh, you can break them and then you get them, but that never happens for me. I have not gotten that far. I, I think I've played it for about eight hours, and I just left the first area. I think breaking them is dependent on their weakness or whatever. So I think you have to. I don't. I don't completely know how how it works. But that that very first. Uh, so I just did the mission where you're finding the traitor, and uh, you and in, you interrogate that war chief. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at the end of that, you you have have you have broken him where you can get to where you interrogate him. But I don't. Yeah, and that's the only time that it's ever happened for me. Now I'm in like the second act, and I can and like I get him low, and I'm like waiting for that option to pop up, and it never does. And so I don't know how to actually build an army because I've watched like streamers where they have like these whole armies that they've got built yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I have no clue how to do that. I'll have to. I, mean, I don't know if I have to play more story mode to get to that option. I'm not too sure. Mm, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure either. Actually, I. I think. I wonder if I haven't looked because I don't have the skill tree in front of me. But I wonder if uh, maybe next to dominate, there's like a, a second skill that lets you dominate captains or or something like that. I can take a look. Let's see. I'm not sure. Great. No, domination is an actual upgrade to the first skill that you get. Oh, the it and is, it, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it. There's nothing else that. Nothing else. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, never I feel mind. like the game. Will I just answered my own question. Okay. It is the last one. It dominate captain is, but unlocked by playing story mode. Oh, there you go, everybody. You got to play the story. Okay. So maybe, so maybe I should do that. So you're pretty far, and you're still not building armies, then? Because I was wondering. Yep. When, I was wondering when that was going to be showing up, and uh, it, there's a lot of this game where you're not doing that, uh, despite yeah. despite that very much being like the marketing focus and. 
um, kind of what they want to talk about regarding it. Like, it doesn't even seem like it starts happening until pretty late in the game. Yeah, I'm about eight hours in. I think I'm at like 10 hours now with tonight. Oh, and holy shit. So it's uh, that's where I've gotten that, to. That, that's surprising because I remember in um, Shadow Mortar, I, I feel like it, yeah, it, took, it still took a while to start. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's I, I feel I feel I feel like you can jump into your tree and all that pretty quickly in Shadow of Mordor. You know, yeah, like, well, and I think I think more so this is actually probably just a testament to how easy it is to get lost in this game because right. I'm mm. actually I'm quite a bit uh, behind Trevor as, as far as story goes, but I also probably have like five or six hours uh, in this game. And it's just really easy. It's really easy to get distracted. And I thought that for a little while. Okay, so actually, let me back up. Let's start here. Uh, the story. No, you can't. The, the story. I agree is uh, not very good. Um, I'm so like su- the first one. I'm surprised that you find it difficult to follow because I actually have the opposite <laughs> issue with it, where basically it, in every cutscene, Talion says we need to go uh, protect Minas Ithil. And then Celebrimbor. No, we must get the ring. And then Celebrimbor says, "No, we need the ring." And then they just say that to each other like twice every cutscene. Yeah. And right. And so then I got to. So then, spoiler alert: you get to the. You get very quickly if you just play the couple story modes. You will very quickly get to the point where you actually get the ring. Right. Back. And then I'm like, oh, wow, is this already over? Nope, it's barely even begun. You just get to act two and you have the ring. And now I have no clue what I'm like. I have no clue what the point of the story is at this point. Like, I mean, what, it, wasn't, wasn't the um, story of the first game? You basically just turned out an orc informant and watched him die. I mean, the the overarching concept here, and this is I, I said this before about Shadow of Mordor. I think the big issue the game has is it's really shackled by the Middle Earth branding because your overall goal and enemy is Sauron. And we, right. all, we all know you don't kill Sauron. So, like, how do you tell an interesting story about battling an enemy who you know that you have no, you know, there's no way you're ever going to beat them? Mm-hmm. Um, and Maybe from- that's why I'm confused because that's exactly what I'm wondering. I'm like, how is this going to... I'm like, maybe it doesn't even go in with the Lord of the Rings movies. It's just set in the... In the lore because i'm like hey, yeah exactly how, how are you going to beat sauron i've read a little bit about how this game ends and it makes sense uh in the grand scheme of things but i still would rather they release a game that has the nemesis system and has nothing to do with lord of the rings that would be that would be my dream yeah but we, we like to say that every other week on the podcast and no one's going to listen to us that's true it's true it's <laughs> never it's never actually going to happen but boy it would be good um, but yeah, I'm at a point right now where the story is like really repetitive and, and uninteresting and, and, but again, much like shadow of Mordor, the game's strength kind of lies within the stories that it creates itself. And, uh, I was kind of worried for a little while that I wasn't going to have that experience with the nemesis system. Cause I felt like the game was really easy, especially in the opening few hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was kind of like, you were talking Michael about how you had guys like come back from the dead and I, yeah. I've had a guy come back three times. He just shows up. I'm like, what the hell? Where did you come from? And I, then I beat him and get a man sweet pig. piece of gear, though. Yep. Yeah, man pig. Yep. And I just get a sweet piece of gear, though. I love the gear system in this game, by the way. It, um, it's, it's really fun. It's not bad, actually. I, was, I wasn't I was really all that thrilled about it, uh, but... It, it I think gems, it works pretty well because it's, just, stuff. it's very straightforward. Well, and I like yeah, it's how it's fun uh, too. And have you guys gotten legendary gear yet, or epic gear, or anything where you have to complete quests in order to upgrade the gear? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that's what's really cool. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of equipment where when you e- equip it, there's actually a challenge attached to it, and it'll say like you know, uh, stealth kill four enemies who are poisoned or something like that. And by doing that, you'll unlock like a special ability on the weapon itself. Um, which it's really pretty slick. Uh, but having said that, and there's that, the legendary gear sets too. I've only gotten two pieces that match together, but it's still I can't wait to collect. I bet that's pieces a, that will be a full set. I get the vibe that's going to be a ton of work to mm-hmm. uh, to put those together, and that's probably where stuff like the loot crates starts to kick in. Um, I think if you're like a, a, a collect them all like gear guy, I think that this game probably is going to. Uh, as far as getting like a 
a, like a really amazing set, I agree. But as far as just getting like a legendary gear set, I don't think that it's that hard to do. If you use the death threats, you can really up your chance of getting good gear off oh, of really? the enemies. And so I have gotten tons and tons of legendary gear by going and doing the death threats onto the onto the captains. Oh. And, and then also just I always intel as many of the captains as I can. And then you can find the ones that are legendary where you're automatically guaranteed to get a legendary piece of gear and then also you know i was telling you and for anybody who wants to you know who hasn't gotten past like the first zone do not leave the first zone until you've done all of the little things that are in it like don't don't finish or the what? Story. So what are you going to do other, what are you going to do to me well wow. for some reason and i don't He's know why but the if you don't go through and do all the little side things, which is like you like collect the stupid little things that are like in the zone, or there's like this one where you have to do this poem, and then there's this uh, like there's just these little like kind of side mission type stuff. But it's basically like free experience, free uh, skill points, free gems, some and them, also some free of them, gear. Uh, some of them actually have skills. Like there are skills yeah. in, your, in your talent tree that only unlock mm. if you do those quests. Yes, and if and I did the first act, I completed act one, and I can't go back to that zone. So I, I left like something back there, and hopefully I can go back at some point because I want to finish it, but right now I can't. I'm, I'm assuming uh. that you can. That would be very strange if you... It's not to say that it, was, it might not work that way, but I'd be very surprised if that was... If you were just like locked out of that area forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would that would be kind of weird. I mean, is it like is it is it something that's doable, or is it like Witcher Three, where if you do that first turn, you're going to be there for twelve no, hours? It's actually, like, no, it's actually it's pretty yeah. it's pretty doable. It's I easy. actually yeah. okay. I, I totally yeah. cleared. And, and actually, to that point, I want to comment. Um, one of the things that I like that they've done here is uh, movement is a very trivial affair. Uh, you run mm-hmm. you run at a ridiculous speed. Uh, you unlock. Just wait till you can uh, tame drakes. Those things are super OP. And talk about travel time; it is gone. Oh, really? Wait. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Did you did you just like enunciate OP? What? Yeah, yeah. Like like LOL. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean enunciate? Like I said it. OP. Like you, yeah. Jay's calling you to the table for your use of lingo. Oh, should I say overpowered? No, you That's should okay. say off. It's okay. It, you should live your life the way you want to live your life. Yeah, yeah. Don't let me judge. Oh, op, and is I the will right judge. Way. Yeah, op. Gotcha. <laughs> no, that no. must that must be a that's, that must be a East Coast thing. Yeah, that's a uh, that's what it is. It's a it's a it's a regional it's a regional <laughs> dialect. I've seriously say, never heard op before. No, nobody says op. Michael's fucking with you. Nobody says op. Oh, you okay. know, I'm not the guy to believe about these kind of things. That's true. I've heard people. Hey, Michael's say, not the guy oh, to believe about anything. Hey. I have a very important question. What is your question? How hot is Shalab? Uh, <laughs> hotter than she has any business being. Um, and she's a, she's a really big component of the story. Um, Sometimes she turns into a lady, and that's kind of gross. But otherwise, pretty good looking. Yeah, when she's <laughs> otherwise when she's, she's super hot. Oh my god, when she's a spider, I cannot control myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if she comes back, but it's not. She's not that big of a story in Act Two. Yeah, I'm. I based off what you're kind of saying about getting the ring back. I'm assuming there's uh, probably a way that works out. Um, Gollum has an oddly increased role in this one. Um, he's all over the really? place. Really, that's weird. Well, at least again, oh, at least oh in, boy. in the first Actually, act. I, no, I feel like I feel like he was a pretty big deal in the first one. Um, and, and again, like I don't. I don't really find him all that endearing. Like I, uh, like I want to see him, but doing these quests where I have to follow him all the time is kind of annoying. Yeah, I could see that. It's um, like, come on, dude. He runs super slow. And it's like I can get to the points way faster. It's like they give you these great tools to run really fast, and then all the characters that you have to follow through the game, they like r- are running at a ridiculous yeah, like, now, slow they're speed. Like, now follow Gollum as slowly as you can. Yeah. Um, the uh, so I was gonna say. Um, earlier I, I was concerned because like michael was telling me that he had a bunch of like uh orcs come back and get him and i didn't have any i was able to clear uh menace Ethel without ever encountering that at all i didn't even die i don't think so so time barely moved forward for me it was all pretty slow but i got really? i got to the second place the sirith ungle or kirith ungle or whatever and the I, I climbed up this tower and i'm aiming my bow at someone on the ground uh getting ready to snipe them 
And all of a sudden, this guy comes up behind me and just like fucking lays into me. And he was a, a captain. And um, he was one of the axe guys. You guys, mm-hmm. you know them, the ones, the berserkers, the, the ones berserkers. You have, to, you have to stun them before you attack them. And he was the first. Yeah. He was the first one I'd ever seen. And so I wasn't like paired with the ambush. I was just not ready for it. And so he killed me like super quick. And he didn't kill me. He humiliated me where, where they, <laughs> they down you and then they walk away. They're just like, oh, what a bitch. And then they leave. And uh, so he became a vendetta quest. And I, I went and did the vendetta quest. And he, nice. and he fucking downed me again and humili- <laughs> he humiliated me again. So how does he like humiliate you? The, the, well, he pees on you. The, so the second, the second time nice. he, he humiliated nice. me, I just got back up and decapitated him. Uh, so so he downed me and then I stood back up because th- he couldn't leave. There was nowhere for him to go because I was already on the vendetta quest. And so I, I got up and killed him. But anyway, he's my first guy who came back. And um, he's like now covered in maggots. And uh, mm. it even changes his name. Delicious. Like like it changes his title. Uh, right. So he he was like Flog the, the Spear Thrower or something like that. But now he's like Flog of the Flies is his name. Nice. <laughs> and uh and I hate him so much. He is he is fucking everywhere. Every time I start to do something, he shows up. Yeah. And you know, although the one thing that I would say about that, I it is weird that they do that and then they increasingly give you better gear. So you want to find that guy. I'm like, yes, right. he came back and now he's got better gear and I'm gonna get him for it. Because mm-hmm. it's just you're getting better gear every time they come back. I'm sure I'll be saying that later, but right now I don't have all the skills I want, and he's arriving at very inopportune times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think I, I, I didn't recall that in the but, first game. Where yeah, it's very similar to the original, where if a captain shows up at the wrong time, even though you're pretty overpowered for most of the game, like they can really ruin a, or turn the tide of battle against you. Yeah, they yeah, can. The they only can really... time I've ever died was when I had three captains fighting me, and I stayed there to just see if I could do it, but I couldn't. It, yeah, it's it's pretty tough, and if if any of what I played it packs as an indicator, it gets a lot tougher, mm-hmm. uh, which, so, which is so, good because that was so, kind of a weakness in Shadow of Mordor was that it wasn't very hard. Like it was. Yeah, I was gonna ask because it sounds like now it's difficult because the first game wasn't difficult at all. Like, no, I, I could run into an orc camp and and just trash it in a matter of minutes. I think this one stepped it up quite a bit. One thing that I really uh, like about this is the, uh, and I didn't realize it at first. I don't know if I didn't read something, but you. So there's your basic, uh, your basic um, skills, right? That you can, you have to, you level up certain areas like combat, predator, range, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you re- level through them. But then attached to those, each, uh, almost every single one has three different, like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like a an additive. Yeah, thank you. That's a perfect word for it. The oh, it's got like a specialty and. It's really cool because I was like, wow, you can get all of these. Uh, this is going to be ridiculous. You can't. You can only pick one, which is really cool. And I really like that how you can kind of shape it to your own special, the way that you like to play or wh- how you would like to use the the ability. It's pretty pretty cool upgrade system. Yeah, and you can, pick, a... you can pick more than one and activate them at different times, but you can only have one active at a time. Right. That's what I was going to say is you, you can switch them uh, if, you, if you want, but you can't have them all. And I like that. There's kind of an element of sacrifice to it. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, it it's not perfect uh you can never have everything so in what ways is the game more difficult uh i would just say that you know kind of like what uh what these guys are saying like the captains have a bigger tendency to gang up on you now uh it i've run i don't know how, how it's been for you guys but if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time i've had like four captains show up uh, and, and stack on me, and I've had to bail out of a, a couple of pretty nasty situations because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I've had shit backfire on me where I called in like a grog or whatever, and uh, they wound up attacking me. Um, there's there's just uh, it, it's mostly overwhelming numbers, and I assume that's something that kind of is probably going to go away as you start building your army. Um, but uh, but early on in the game, when I say it's difficult, it's difficult because. It's not uncommon for you to get the odds like really stacked against you, and uh, yeah, especially if they set off an alarm or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty trivial for you to kill someone who's like four or five levels above you. Like I, I killed a level seventeen guy right before the podcast, and I'm only level nine, uh, mm-hmm. so that's not that difficult. Um, if, if someone's solo, I'm never really very afraid of them. 
Um, but, but once three level 17 guys get on you, all of a sudden it, it becomes a really different matter. But I don't remember if this is just, if this was in the first game and I just don't remember it, but I also feel like the orcs, like the regular, you know, rank and file guys have wider skill sets. Like there's more with shields and there's more who, you know, you can't vault over or. Yeah. I I would say that you encounter it more often. Perhaps that's it, but. I mean, even even the regular guys seem to provide more challenge, which especially if you're trying to fight a boss, can be very difficult to get around. Is there is right. there is there anybody who's new? Have you encountered like an enemy who you defeat in a different way than the original? Because I I get the feeling it's just the same for the most part. Defeat in a different way, like how? Like so, there's the shield guys you have to jump over. There's the mm. there's the axe guys you have to stun. Is there anybody else? Is there is there anything beyond that? There's the the uh, there's, there's the, the big there's bulky like the guys. ranged guys. Um, yeah, there's the ranged guys. Yeah, but I mean those are in the original too. I oh, did okay. get attacked by one captain who was not an orc. He was some kind of giant monster. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You start running into those as regular enemies later. Yeah, yeah. But that was pretty cool. I he was quite a surprise. Yeah, you because like... he he ambushed you, and that's something new that the captains can do is. It happens a lot of the time when you're doing something, you'll get a almost like a themed captain. I uh, poisoned a grog barrel and blew it up, and as I was walking away, a, a an orc whose skill set was poisoner showed up and started berating me for my for my amateur poisoning. <laughs> I like that. I haven't I haven't run into anybody <laughs> like that yet. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff like that, um, and, and just like the first one, you know, if you had shot a guy. The odds are very good that when he comes back, he'll have like a helmet on, so you can't do that again. Um, that that stuff's still there. Um, I, I did run into an orc who wears the armor of one of the bosses from the last game. Oh, really? Yeah, the tower. Oh, that's cool. I like right? that. Nice. That's pretty cool. I I've run into a couple who seem to have like knowledge of the previous game and I I just don't remember the old game enough to know but I'm I'm sure it wouldn't have been all that much work for them to bring them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like remember the Battle of the Black Gate and stuff. Yeah, I, I ran into that yeah. guy earlier. Uh and I wonder if he is in the first game. Like I bet he is. Why wouldn't he be? They would they would have to take a couple of guys who were in the first game and bring them back into this one. Um I You guys run into the bard yet? I have not run into the bar. Yes, I did. He was ridiculous. He sings. He like s- sings the whole time. Yeah, it's so funny. Gives you a little serenade while you're fighting him. That's very odd. I haven't I haven't run into him that's, yet. That's pretty cool. Uh, they're I, they're kind of goofy with some of them, but they're it's like a fun surprise. So I found one. I unlocked Intel for one, and he's I forget his name, but it's something the funny one. That's what they, that's what he's called. And uh, okay, I like I'm really looking forward to running into him. I have a couple who. You know how, like, in the first one, uh, or maybe you guys have just found him in this one, you know the guys who, like, obviously have some kind of affliction and, like, only say the same word over and over again? Um, I've run into a couple of those guys, and I like, I especially like it when they come back, because they come back as, like, these hulking war machines, but they only can say, like, one word, and uh, there's there's something funny about them to me. One thing that I uh, I can, I, I definitely am not a huge fan of is the um, uh, the whole thing where like the guys you, that you're fighting against they uh, sorry I'll, I'll pause it um, the uh, uh, this weird thing where they they're why are they fighting each other and then you go to like there's like a captain event and they're fighting each other and then they like kill each other and you get points for it and then you can go and kill the other one. I, I don't get what the point of that is. Sometimes. So uh, it was like it was a classic brawl. I, I ran into this earlier, though, where they were there were two captains fighting each other. And I went in and intervened and I tried to kill the high level one so that the low level one was who was left uh, mm-hmm. because I figured that's the ideal way for that to work out. And uh, mm-hmm. I did. And the low level one escaped. And when I found him later, he was way stronger uh-huh. Yeah, that's you're kind of priming them to become stronger targets for later. But but I think what Trevor's getting at is I almost killed the other one too, but he just barely got away. Like he yeah. he managed to get around a corner and I couldn't follow him. 
And it's weird because you get even, you can sit there and just let them battle it out and just sit in stealth on top, and you literally get free kill point. You get literally free skill points just for starting the event. It's like, yeah, well, I don't. Well, I'm like, why? Well, I think some of that's just a matter yeah. of like choosing. When you do start the event, you move time forward, and mm-hmm. and so there's still a matter of choosing like what events you're going to do and and making sure that you don't miss out on other stuff or inadvertently make someone else like way stronger. Um, in a perfect world, you'd gather like a shit ton of intel and then figure out which events you can drop um, so that you don't inadvertently like send a super soldier out there. Um, what is the advancing time exactly? I don't really get that. So, well, so the the events are uh, the events are on a timer basis. And if you miss them, it'll it'll bolster enemies and make them stronger. Um so I guess maybe part of why this doesn't click for you is you actually have a really different mentality than I do to this, which is you see a super strong orc and you're like, sweet, he's going to have dope ass armor. And, yeah. and I'm spending all my time trying to prevent the strong orcs from ever existing, uh, which, which, <laughs> I, which I think maybe that's something that the loot system is convoluting is it kind of because that was the point in the original game, but now I, I see. Now I totally, I I totally get why where your head's at. Where like, yeah, let's let's. Uh, you're almost like uh, you're almost like breeding them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to pow- I want to power them up to create the best soldier. Well, then really, what you should do is you should just sit at a, at a tower and just hit advanced time over and over and over again. Because every time you miss one of those events, they get way stronger. Oh, okay. That's a good point, actually. Man, that's what I should do. Uh, having said that, I could see a scenario where you really fuck yourself because you basically turn, <laughs> turn the entire map into like a super leveled, insane uh, group of people. But if you don't do anything, if you just advance time over and over again, uh, those those events resolve themselves, and those guys will get really, really strong. Interesting. Good to know. So it may be in your best interest to go out there and get yourself killed by some of those captains a few times too. Cause that right. charges up oh, their power. Yeah, that, that really the nemesis. yeah. That's the other thing about like the whole nemesis thing. Like I love that whole system, but I'm like, okay, I died to you and now I get to kill you and get way better armor. Yeah. That's a, the, that is a really weird angle to look at this. I hadn't considered that, but you're, I mean, it, it maybe breaks down the, uh, the verisimilis, the, the reality of the, uh, the game itself. But I find tweaking that aspect, just to make it more fun, because I like getting the really powerful captain who's a, you know, I don't know that I'm going to defeat him. That's what I enjoy about it. So, uh-huh. yeah, so I'll go out, I'll go out there and like get myself killed a few times or, you know, help him out in battles and just raise him up to be the highest level I can think I can take him. And then I go after him. It's interesting, though, uh, at its core, I think the I think the core game like still works great. The nemesis system works great, but it does feel like some of the systems they've added while being essential for an RPG, are kind of counterintuitive to the spirit of, I think, the Nemesis system. Um, you in the first game, you had a sense of like if you died, uh, you'd watch like all these guys get promoted to captain, and it was like seeing like hard work undone, and, right? And you you got a really sense of like being overwhelmed and like shit. Look at this! Like now I'm dealing with this. Like death had death was rare in Shadow of Mordor, but it had a lot of meaning to it. And I think that's still true here, but like you're saying, like it's also kind of good news for you because you're gonna get better gear drops and uh, you know that kind of stuff. So I don't know; it, it seems kind of counterintuitive in some ways. Um, all in all, I would say that I don't know how you guys feel about it. I would say that the Nemesis system still works great; is an amazing distraction, and you can just get dumped into this world, and, and it's a playground, and you can have a ton of fun with it. Um, yep. But I think the core story is still a really weak point, and uh, because some of the novelties worn off of the Nemesis system, I don't know if I'd rate this as high as its predecessor, uh, even though it's pretty much as good or 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 better. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, it no, I think I think that's fair. So far, I haven't seen anything that's so different from the first that I'm impressed in the way that i was the first time right it's still a really good time but i will we'll see when we start you know taking fortresses and whatnot but as it stands it kind of feels almost like dlc and so i wanted to talk about this a little bit because i shared an article with you guys a little earlier uh i don't know if you got to look at it michael but i think trevor and no. at, least, at least opened it um mm-hmm. but uh something that i really like about uh monolith in particular is uh they seem to be really interested in 
if if not uh well actually let me back up here something that disappoints me is that as our processing power and things like that in games has uh gone up and up we haven't really seen uh an increase in logic in games ai in games uh instead it's just graphics we just see graphics get better and ironically Mm -hmm. as graphics get better uh depth tends to go down like it becomes harder to program you know a a billion animations into something uh we're we're looking more at a situation where like you know it's mocap and everybody behaves on like rails and stuff like that and in a lot of ways ai has actually like regressed uh from from where we were and to that end, Monolith, before they made the Shadow of uh, Mordor series, uh, they worked on a series called Fear. And Fear is really notable because it had uh, some of the best AI in a first-person shooter uh, that I've ever encountered. Um, and there's this paper that I shared. It's a, it's a white paper that was uh, written for GDC that basically explains uh, how they did it and how the system actually worked. And it's fascinating to me how simple it is. And it reminds me a lot of the Nemesis system because a lot of the things in there um, are very, very, like I said, they're very simple, but they work because it's almost like a magic trick. Like they they work. Right. So as an example, uh, in Fear, they talk about how enemies flank you. And a lot of times, the only reason why an enemy winds up flanking you isn't because a pincer attack was in their best interest, but because the way that their cover system was set up for the AI, they're usually just trying to get to cover, and there's no other way other than walking around the room and and encountering you. Right. Um, And I found that really interesting where, like, it basically, it creates a sense of, like, uh, oh, shit, these guys are really smart, but it's almost entirely by accident. Like, it's just something that happens to occur. Um, and I think the Nemesis system is like that in a lot of ways, where it's sort of just a trick. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I, did, I don't know. Did you read the paper at all, Jay? Did you find it interesting in any way? I did. I thought it was very interesting. I think some of it was lost on me because I'm not really a technical guy, but... Right. Um, it, it's yeah, a, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a really super technical paper, uh, and it goes into like great detail on how they how they specifically like programmed the AI. Um, but uh, there was a there was a line in here that I really really appreciated, and I'm gonna share it here. Uh, let me find it. I yeah, I mean, while you're looking for it, yeah, go. Um, I uh, like I agree with you, and I I'm with Jay. I'm not like super technical on that stuff, so I I read like the first couple pages, and I was and there was parts where I was really lost on it. But the there was like a they had like a little uh, triangle thing um, that was showing like the different way. It, it was basically they just created three steps, mm-hmm. and and it, that's super simple apparently for yeah. that kind of for creating AI in just three steps. But they made it like a three step decision-making thing to make it like one of the best AIs at the time for a game, which I thought was really cool. And I, and they kind of showed some of the command lists they had for like different characters, like a soldier or assassin or, and then there was one other one and how they decided on what they were going to do. And it was just, it was really interesting to see that it was so simple, but it made so much sense. Like when you're playing the game, you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like how you would program it to do that. And, but would it would make the enemy actually smarter and more difficult right yeah like yeah. um there yeah. was uh th- they basically had uh they had a list of like priorities so like mm-hmm. if if you see the player shoot at him like <laughs> do that um but otherwise uh, and i think the 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 three steps were what was it it was it was uh go to so so basically move uh it was animate and uh, I think the other one was like special object, which is really just another form of animate, but it meant like inter- yeah. interact with something in the environment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with those, with just those three steps, they were able to develop one of the most like convincing, compelling uh, uh, AIs. And I, I think something else that they said that, that made a lot of sense to me that they said was really helpful is a lot of times the AI was going to be doing something anyway, but by having them communicate it and say it out loud, um, it would it would convey like intelligence to the player. So, yeah. For example, if you pinned down a, an enemy and and killed him, um, it was it was because he couldn't find cover, like he couldn't get to cover. 
And you might think like, oh, well, that that enemy was stupid, but they would add in like a dialogue line where he would say, I've got nowhere to go. So you understood like why he was, you know, standing Mm -hmm. there, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Or if they realized that one, like I said, uh, pincer attacks where they where they, uh, you know, circle around and come up behind you. Those typically happened on accident, but if the game saw that one was going to happen, it would have the the uh, opponent to actually use a voice line, which is like, get behind him. And then you turn around, you're like, oh, fuck, he's behind me. And, uh, <laughs> and so again, like the whole thing was like serendipity. It wasn't, he, he, they weren't actually flanking you, but if they saw that they were going to flank you, they'd shout it out. And so to the player, yeah. you, you think they are, like you, you're convinced that they are actually flanking you. Um, anyway, the, the line that I was looking for that I, I really feel the sentiment here is they're commenting on how fears AI was really well received. And he says, many people commented that the soldier AI reminded them of the Marines in half-life one, uh, half-life shipped in 1998 and fear shipped in 2005. It seems that we haven't made much progress in seven years. And what's worse is that people seem happy about this. And I just think that's so mm. interesting because it is something no one's really working on it. And we've kind of said this with the Nemesis system. Like, it does a lot of the same tricks that Fear did. And I think it's something that Monolith as a studio is, like, really talented at and interested in. And I think it's what sets them apart from a lot of other people out there. But it's something that almost nobody bothers with. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's not something that we're concerned about at all. And it has so much weight for me. And it's so much of what impressed me about the last game and what I have found so fun about this game. And, you know, we've said this before. It's all just a trick. Like, yeah, the nemesis system is not hyper intelligent. It's not a neural network that's like, you know, coming up with all this shit. It's just a few little tricks that uh, when you when you're confronted with them really create like the sense uh, or the impression that the game is actually like paying more attention to you than it really is. And uh, anyway, I just I, I found that kind of interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about it. If you want to see more of that kind of shit or. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's great. Is there anybody you can think of who's innovating in that regard or or does nothing really come to mind? <laughs> just them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I feel like uh, it's like you said, no one is really bothering with the AI aspect. They bother with the graphics. Um you know, I don't think they're concerned about making like Spartan demise, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just uh, it's. I feel like the last game I played where enemies were really smart on the battlefield was probably one of the Metal Gear Solids, and I haven't played one of those in years. So. You know, and and it's actually that's an interesting observation because I think Kojima's the kind of person who would be interested in shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, to Metal Gear's credit, it has a little bit of that kind of stuff. Like enemy AI in Metal Gear is uh, there's there's a semblance of intelligence there to to some degree. I'm thinking about Snake Eater, and they had pretty good tactics. I mean, nothing comprehensive, but they didn't just you know duck behind a wall and then shoot at you right, all the time. Right. Phantom Pain actually has some uh, some pretty decently put together AI as well. I think. Yeah, um, Phantom Pain's pretty sweet. So, uh, so maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe uh, maybe Stranded Deep is gonna uh, finally give us what at, we want. Yeah, at the same time, I don't I don't think I would say it's the uh, the highlight of the game is how smart the enemies are. No, that's definitely true, and, and uh, that is the most positive thing you can say about Fear. Uh, except for the end of is it Fear Three? What's the one where you get raped? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that's the most positive thing? Well, I'm just... Uh, mm, yeah, I guess I am. It. I guess that is what I'm saying. Uh, why is that the most positive thing? Oh, I think it is three. It's Fear 2. Yeah. It's Fear Me two, too, honestly. Jared. Me too. Uh, you get you get raped at the end of Fear 2. And uh, you get her pregnant and she like immediately has a baby. Oh. So... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I uh, think I was conflating it with the... um, Because you're just two of the sons in prison or whatever the fuck it is at the end of three it's the uh, start of three start of three the like zeitgeist was kind of over by the time fear two came out and so uh you don't hear people talk about it as much but uh anybody who finished fear two remembers finishing fear two you <laughs> yeah you do not forget the ending of fear two and if you don't believe me go watch it on uh, youtube uh because it's great i believe you plenty it's fantastic uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I guess the moral of the story there is uh, cheers to uh, Monolith. I hope that WB seems really intent on fucking shit up. Uh, so I hope. Yeah, they're really good at it. I hope they don't, uh, but I know they're going to try. So uh, I really hope that Monolith can weather the storm and uh, keep keep making cool games like this because it's it's right up my alley. And I've been a fan of them for, I mean, since since their inception. Like one of their first games was No One Lives Forever. Do you guys remember that one? No. I remember you being a very big fan of it. It's so good. And the sequel's good too. They're both amazing games. Uh, and if you never played them, I don't know how you play them now, but they're absolutely worth it. And uh, female protagonist, Jay. So, <laughs> wait, wait. I, this sound. This does sound familiar. It's. Um, it was Austin Powers. She was the female Austin Powers. Okay. Yeah. This sounds familiar. Uh, I I remember seeing it all the time in like PC stores and all that, but I never bought it. It's like sixties based, and she had a giant. I feel like it had a a box that might have led you to believe it was not worth purchasing. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. have a great. It didn't have a great design. No, I remember it always looked interesting, but I just never felt like bothering to pick it up. It has, <laughs> and, and actually, this this falls into that same thing where there's something super simple going on, but to the player, it seems very cool. It has one of my favorite first person shooter levels ever, where you're on a parachute. A, yep, you're on a plane, and the plane blows up, and you don't have a parachute, and you need to catch up to a guy and steal his parachute. Uh, but that's as, pretty cool. But as you're doing that, soldiers are like dropping down to your level and uh, and shooting at you. And again, like that level, you're not even moving. There's there's nowhere to move to. And, and yet they've set it up in a dynamic way where like it feels so cool uh, that it that it works really well. And it's one of the most memorable moments for me in that game, uh, despite the fact that it's super super simple. So again, it's kind of what I'm talking about, where like. This is a studio that's really able to like mask super simple things as being really, really cool. And I admire that. So anyway, if you can play No One Lives Forever, do it. Um, I don't know what else Monolith has worked on beyond that and Fear. Uh, I think they did the Condemned games, but I never played them. So I can't speak, mm. to, can't speak to that one. They were games. They were games. Hey, looks I'm doing bad. Come on. They were fun. Uh, they did the they did that Tron first person shooter that was actually pretty good. I remember playing the multiplayer for that one quite a bit. But that's about all I recall. So anyway, uh, we're probably coming up on time here. You guys have anything else that you want to add or? Nope. Mm. Easy enough. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, go play Cuphead. Um. Oh, wait, I do have... This is a completely out-of-nowhere question, and it's specifically for Jay. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Stardew Valley. My inventory's full. I opened up the crafting menu. I made a chest. But there's nowhere to put the chest in my inventory. What do I do? What do I do? I had to hard reset the game because there was no way to back out of it. You're supposed to drop it on the ground. How? What do you, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, you like you like you like click on a square, and then you just put it there. I, I and you should be able to use the chest either outdoors or indoors, so it shouldn't matter. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't set it down. It wouldn't. It just That's it just sat there asking me. Weird. It sat there asking me where in my inventory I wanted to place it, and if I hit the cancel button, it didn't do anything. And I pushed every button that the switch has, and it would not take me out of that menu. That's kind of that's super weird. And I eventually just hard reset the device, but I just wanted to make sure that was like a bug and that I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it sounds like it was a bug. Okay, all right. That's, yeah. a, that's oh, I got I got one last thing. Just two two more things I forgot about uh, Shadow of War. Do it. I I love when uh, you like get an enemy to you you have to like get one of the captains to come out of hiding or whatever he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. and then they start chanting his name when he comes oh, out. Yeah. That's that is awesome. And number two. Um. Uh, oh shit! What was the second one? Uh, I'm gonna forget the ch- ch- cheering of his name, and they. Uh, I forget. They do it when uh, they do it when they're close to killing you too. So yeah. yes, if, if they get a couple hits on you, the the uh, crowd of orcs will start chanting their name. Yeah. Um. Oh, Michael Google mentioned. Gobble, Google gobble. Michael mentioned this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I remember. I remember. Uh, the uh, 
I wish you could skip through them talking to you, the captains. Sometimes the dialogue is way too long, and I don't care. Yeah, I hear that. the The guy who I was uh, talking about, who who came back as the Lord of the Flies or whatever, he spent so long talking about those flies. <laughs> like he's he's like they crawl in and out of my flesh, and I'm like, I get yeah. it. Like that's great. Uh, but yeah, there. Why don't you? Why you want to hear that? There are definitely a few guys who are like Ranger, and I'm like, oh great, and you, yep. you just sit down because you know they have like a whole soliloquy uh, ready to go for you. Yep. Um, and actually, uh, this is another thing where uh, Michael even mentioned this. It's the, it's the dumbest thing. It's so simple, and there's nothing to it. Um, but you know when you uh, get knocked down to your knees and you uh, are going to miss the button prompt and then at the last minute like a Gundor sergeant comes in and kills the guy? Yeah. Isn't that satisfying as hell? It is. It's Super really good. cool. Yeah. Just having your ass saved by your own army. And I'm assuming yep. I'm assuming once you start converting captains, they're going to come in and rescue you. Yes. That, I've seen that with people streaming. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to eventually have like a captain that you love. I want to get. I want to get this Lord of the Flies. I want to. I want to steal him and put him. Yeah, on capture him. Make yep. him your own. Make him my own. Where I'm going to let bygones and, be bygones. And then he can give a long monologue about how he saved you. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, so anyway, there you go. Uh, it's it's a good game. Check it out. And uh, we're a good podcast. And you should check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services so uh, go go subscribe to us on itunes the works do it all and uh i think with that we're probably out